Hi guys, welcome back to the Colorful Plates podcast, your weekly source for what's happening in the produce and food service worlds. I hope you all had a great weekend. Per usual, we'll cover the weather and give you an update on multiple commodities. This week, Jamie chatted with Adam Fleming from Royal Food Service, a Southeastern fresh food distributor and ProAct member. I really enjoyed his interview, so hang tight after market reports to listen. Lastly, Bryn spoke with Chef Roberto Santabanez, award-winning chef and culinary director of Mi Vida in Washington, D.C. As with all of our chef features, be sure to tune in Thursday to hear Chef Roberto's full interview. As always, let's start with our weather and market reports. Last week, California cooled down with colder than normal temps most of the week and morning drizzle in most major growing areas, giving some relief after that heat wave the week prior. Those cool temps will persist this week. Down south in Mexico, the central growing regions have been experiencing thunderstorms and showers, and say this three times fast, with a warmer, wetter weather pattern this week. However, northern Mexico will warm this week with seasonal temps. Lastly, Florida is experiencing those summer showers and warm temperatures, which will persist this week. Moving into our market reports, you guys know celery has been struggling for months now. Light harvests out of central California and Mexico have begun, but pricing remains high with fair quality. This situation is expected to persist through June, but due to schools being out and harvest beginning in Central California, the market is getting some relief. Stone fruit continues to thrive out of California. Apricots, plums, peaches, and nectarines are all in excellent condition with high sugar levels. We had some brought into Proax office from the Central Valley, and the nectarines and peaches were so juicy, the juices literally ran down my chin and hands. Now that's when you know you have a great piece of stone fruit. Onions have been struggling a bit, with yellow onion supplies out of New Mexico and California remaining limited, but luckily, red and white onions are steady for now. Yellow onions from New Mexico are good quality with some flaky skins, and California onions' overall volume is down from culling due to mold. On the flip side, green onions continue to thrive with plentiful supplies and good quality. Although they are definitely milder than their red, yellow, and white onion cousins, they can still be a good replacement option. I told you guys I would keep you updated on the avocado situation, and this industry is struggling right now. Mexican supplies are very tight, with pricing at a record high this week, and they are in a demand exceeds supply situation. California growers are taking advantage of this situation and continue to harvest their small crop. There doesn't seem to be any relief for this industry in sight, so for now, try to avoid avocados. Some good alternatives, since a lot of avocados are used as a topping, are beets, bananas, nut butters, pesto, or hummus. Be sure to listen in a couple weeks, as we will be checking back in with our avocado specialist, Mike Magania. Last week, I mentioned that cherries were on the upswing with the Washington harvest beginning. I got to try some, and wow, guys, they were very sweet and easy to eat. Be sure to grab some while you can. That's all I have for market reports this week. Remember to subscribe on ProAct's website to get the source in your inbox as soon as it is released each Monday. ProAct values its members, and we were fortunate to get a chance to hear from Adam Fleming, Royal Food Service's Chief Operating Officer. Adam speaks to Royal's relationships with different stakeholders within the food supply chain. Let's take a listen. What's your title and description of what you do at Royal? My name is Adam Fleming, Royal Food Service in Atlanta, Georgia, and I'm the COO. So essentially, I'm just in charge of overseeing the overall operation and ensuring that we're operating effectively and making sure that we have the tools and the processes and the people in place to continue to serve our customers and handle future growth. What does Royal do? So we are, in most basic terms, a supplier of fresh fruits and vegetables and dairy products and other fresh foods to food service end user customers. 
So that can include anybody from a K through 12 school district to a hotel, to a high-end restaurant, a casual dining family restaurant. And we supply them with all of their fresh produce, dairy needs, as well as other fresh goods, spices, uh, oils, cheeses, um, really anything that they need to complete a successful menu. So how does Royal work with local farms and why is it important? Well, agriculture is the largest industry in the state of Georgia and as well as in surrounding states. And so we're fortunate enough to be located in a region that has a very robust uh, local farming community. So really the way we work with our local farms is we like to look at it more as a partnership and almost as a, a division of our company itself because over the years we have partnered with local farms and really grown alongside with them. Uh, one example is Stone Creek Hydroponics, who when we first partnered with them several years ago, they had maybe two greenhouses growing uh, hydroponic lettuces. And as our volume grew and we began introducing their product to, to local restaurants and even school districts and universities, and, and it really helped uh, get their product into the market, they've grown to seven plus greenhouses. And they've also been a beneficiary of the Cultivating Change Grants, which has helped uh, them to expand their operations. So another example is Jaymore Farms, who they're, they're heavy in the peach uh, crop in Georgia, as well as strawberries and other uh, uh, local items. And so as we go to market and as, as their products are coming into season, we know we can call on them and we know we have a reliable supplier to, to take their products to market. So we look at it more as a partnership and we, we like to align ourselves with local farms that are or have similar values as us and that are family operations because it's really rewarding to get to, to watch these farms and operations grow and thrive and know that we've, we've helped play a part of that. How does Royal work with national farms and why is that important? Well, national farms really are, I would say, the backbone of our supply chain. And, and while local is important and, and is, is high in demand, obviously, uh, it's important for us to have those national suppliers that we know we can call on 365 days of the year to have a, a reliable supply of really the core items that we need. Um, you know, the national farms are the ones that are, are probably more um, – uh, forward thinking and, and creating new items and new varieties and that's that's always exciting when a, a national farm supplier comes to us and says hey check out this new item take it to your chefs and, and see what they think give us feedback so we know uh, whether we need to, to move forward with this and so you know the national farms are, are the ones that are going to drive change in the industry they're going to be the ones that that um, you know help us continue to be able to, to grow and and really supply a, a steady and reliable uh, supply of, of fresh produce to all of our customers. How does Royal work with chefs? Like what is your interaction usually with chefs? So we have a team of sales reps and the vast majority of those sales reps were former chefs or have a culinary background. And so that really allows our, ourselves and in, in Royal to be uh, a consultant and to be an additional set of eyes and ears in the chef's kitchen because you know we can bring an item to a chef and and as opposed to just dropping it and saying hey here's this new item it looks cool doesn't it we can say hey why don't you try it in this application or maybe this would be good as an appetizer or as a side or, or complement this this protein and so it's, it's really about being a, a consultant and, a, and another set of eyes and ears for the chef um, you know, we, we want to be a reliable partner. That's 
we want to be somebody that that chefs know they can partner with and and that's i think the most important thing that we like to think is we're partners with our customers we're not it's not a just a transactional relationship it's more of a partnership and how can we help make them successful talk about your specialty produce area the area of specialty produce with royal and why is it important for chefs to have that option so we have a very, very uh, robust specialty produce program. and I saw, I saw on your website. Yeah, it's, it's, we're proud of it. And, and we've had a dedicated specialty buyer, Darren Dubman, who's been with us for a long time. And, and he um, is, it's, it's a full program. It's a full-time uh, position for him to keep up with all the specialty offerings. We're getting products from around the world. Uh, we've, we've, one of our main specialty supplier, Harvest Sensations, has been a, a very key player in, in us having that, um, that that robust specialty offerings. We fly product in from LA, from from Miami, um, and and really around the world each day. And specialty items are, are really just as as popular with within the local uh, restaurant community in Atlanta uh, as they are as local is. And so, specialty offerings are are something that is is really been geared more towards the white tablecloths, but uh, as we've seen some of the um, uh, even K through 12 schools want to bring new items to their students, uh, items that would typically be viewed as specialty are now becoming a little more mainstream. And so I think that's that's helped set us apart uh, in our market as, as chefs know they can have a, a reliable in stock uh, specialty items that they know they can order uh, the night before for next day delivery. So what advice can you give chefs um, when working with distributors? You know, I think that it's, like I mentioned earlier, it's, it's about partnership. And you want to have a distributor that is your partner and not just somebody that is a, a, uh, just another supplier or just another vendor. And when, if, if my advice to, to chefs when looking at distributors is look at the whole value that a, a distributor can bring to you. We like to say that, you know, and over the years we've seen that the most successful uh, customer and relationship that we have are the ones that that look at the whole value that we can bring. It's, it's are we supplying the right product? Are we getting there on time and is it at the right price? And it may not always be at the, the cheapest price. Somebody can always be cheaper, but can they, are they giving you the yields that you want? Are they giving you um, a consistent supply? Is the food safety there? Are, are they being a consultant to you? Um, it's, it's not always about price. And I think that's if, if a chef was looking at two, cu- uh, two cup companies, two suppliers, and he's just looking at who's a quarter cheaper, then, uh, you know, it's, it's, that's not the way to set up for a healthy relationship. I think it's, it's more about the total value because at the end of the day, um, if, if you're not getting the yields that you need or if you're not getting your products on time, if, if the food safety is not there, then um, it's, it's not uh, going to be a good relationship. I really liked this interview because I enjoyed hearing how supportive Royal is of their farm partners and their chef counterparts. Speaking of chefs, now to round out this week's podcast, we have a short clip of Bryn's interview with Chef Roberto Santabanez, who owns and runs multiple restaurants as the executive chef, one being his restaurant, Mi Vida, in Washington, D.C. Chef Roberto specializes in Mexican cuisine, the same type of food he grew up eating and cooking in his Mexico City home. On our podcast, we talk about sort of the complexities of sourcing good, fresh produce. 
Um, can you sort of share your approach to working with fresh produce suppliers and how you do that? Sure. Well, we, uh, we, we do buy a lot of fresh produce because, uh, you know, particularly in, in our Mexican restaurants, uh, most of our sauce making is, uh, you know, based on tomatoes and tomatillos and chiles. So for us, it, it does pose a, a tremendous challenge because we depend uh, either on imports or on the seasons in, you know, Florida or Texas that can produce tomatillos and jalapenos and serrano peppers <laughs> and right. all these things, you know, California too. Um, so those, those are the main challenges for us. Um, and particularly when, when really getting into cooking, you know, like when you get this case of tomatoes in February, <laughs> but you have to right. because you have to make this tomato sauce. And it's like, oh my God, I mean, I wish I could 86 tomato sauce, right? Right. Um, but you can't because you own a Mexican restaurant. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, are, you need it. People are not going to understand it. <laughs> right. So it's really what, crazy. What do you do then? I mean, do you just, uh, based on the season, you switch um, suppliers? Yeah. Right. And we try to look for the one that has the best tomatoes, that can give us the best price. Um, we also make a deal with them because we buy so much so that sure. they can buy them ahead of time. So they at least ripe and, and they don't, we don't have to have 80 cases of tomatoes here in the house, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to put them anywhere. But if the, if sure. the, if the, if they work with you, they have larger spaces so they can certainly help you ripen your tomatoes before they get to. Now, what fruits or vegetables are you currently just enjoying working with? Well, right now, they, um, they brought us from a little bit further south, some peaches. Mm. Oh, I love peaches. Those are, I, yeah, tasty. I, I really love peaches. There's a farmer here um, that has uh, another friend farmer that, that sent him some peaches, and we're, we're loving them. We're, we're, we're doing... Um, Desserts. We did a tart the other day. We cut them up. We put them with tres leches cake. We made Yum. a coconut tres leches, and we added just diced peaches on it. It was so good. Oh, um, I bet. Yeah, cherries are also coming up from further south a little bit, and they're good, you know. Um, yeah. What do you What now, do you use the cherries in? Well, we. Uh, we use them as, as fruit in the in desserts, mm -hmm. um, but we also make a little salsa um, that we do with cherries. Yum. So we pit the cherries and then we roast them and we crush them like if they were tomatoes um, with roasted jalapenos and uh, a little bit of onion and garlic and a little lime juice and a little salt and they're delicious. It's definitely interesting to hear about the various challenges chefs face when it comes to sourcing fresh produce year-round. Also, y'all know I love stone fruit, so hearing Chef Roberto speak about approaching cherries like they are tomatoes and using them in a sauce was very cool and extremely innovative. Tune in Thursday to hear more from Chef Roberto. You won't want to miss it. Seriously, his passion is very inspiring. That's all for this week's episode. Thank you, Adam, for speaking with Jamie. I really appreciated hearing your take on Royal's relationships from seed to fork. We are thankful to have Royal Food Service in our network. 
Also, thank you to Chef Roberto for taking the time to speak with us. Remember to listen for his interview on Thursday. If you haven't already, y'all go give Colorful Plates a follow on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for recipes, tips, and tricks. Have a fantastic week and be sure to eat some good produce. Please subscribe on iTunes or Google Play. And as always, stay fresh.